Genre. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. everybody to Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And today we have the the third and final of the Indiana Jones Minute hosts joining us. We have all, all of you guys. I'm so happy to have all of you guys. We have Jerry, Pete, and Tom from Indiana Jones Minute. Welcome everybody. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I think this is this is no. I, I don't. I this is absolutely the most people we've ever had on the podcast at a single time. Uh, <laughs> I'm delighted. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. We got unicorns. We got centaurs. We got three-headed dogs. This is Wait, like a whole party. <laughs> this is like when Ron thought he got really lucky and he got like Dumbledore and Snape and Quirrell all in the same deck, and then they all just started talking at the same time. <laughs> I'll trade you a yeah. Jerry Porter for a Snape and a, yeah. Oh, I like it. So, um, I got to ask uh, Jerry and Pete earlier this week, but uh, how did you get into, have you um, like read the books or seen the oh, rest yeah, of these yeah, movies, yeah. Tom? Yeah, I got, uh, I forget why I read the first one, but I remember when I, re- I read the first three, yeah, when I started reading, when I read the first one, there were only three books. They'd only released mm-hmm. three, and then four came out shortly after I caught up. And uh, yeah, I was nuts about them. I just, I, I just burned right through them. I was like, on a, I was traveling a lot at the time, so I was just like, you know, bringing them on planes and stuff, and and uh, I couldn't put them down. That was kind of perfect too, because uh, you know, one, two, and three are great. They're a lot of fun. They're cool. They're you know, page mm-hmm. turners and they're exciting. But then four gets really like heavy. <laughs> like it kind of yeah. gets real all of a yeah. sudden. Like, oh my god! Everyone was. I, I remember four. everybody who read them just kind of looking at each other, like, "Oh my god, are you all right? <laughs> Did you read four? Wait, don't, don't spoil it. Absolutely. No, 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 no. I'm not. I won't say anything. But yeah, it gets. It gets, it gets <laughs> yeah, kind of real. Four starts in this like playful place, and then by the end, you're just like, "Oh, this is a whole different thing now." <laughs> yeah, that was heavy physically and 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 and, and mm-hmm. psychologically. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. It gets it gets intense. I'm excited to get to those later movies. Uh, mm-hmm. There's so much. We there's so much that I want to talk about. Um, we have a while till we have we have a while <laughs> yeah. till we get there. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. Yeah, we've got. A, I think we've got a few years before we get to <laughs> Goblet of Fire. Uh, we are we are dangerously close to the end of the Sorcerer's Stone now, though. We've only got a couple weeks left, so precariously close. precariously <laughs> close. I mean, this is the climax of the movie. Like, we're gonna be. Uh, by by the end of this week, we'll we'll be in uh, the closing scenes. Mm-hmm. Wow! I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's insane to me. Uh, today, today we're talking about minute one hundred and thirty three of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, it starts with Harry contemplating giving the stone to to, to Voldemort, and it ends uh, with a shocked Harry um, staring at his hands in surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I don't know. I don't know. This, this is this is like the the big quarrel moment of the movie, and I 
uh, I don't know how quickly I want to jump to like what happens to him. Hmm. But before we get there, I do have a few. We we talked a little bit about like Quarrel, um, not Quarrel, about Voldemort kind of uh, uh, trying to bring Harry over to the dark side, very like Palpatine esque. In, in the last few minutes and telling him like together we will do extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I wrote again, terrible, but great. Well, I like that <laughs> Harry's response to that is to say, you liar. But th- and this comes less than mm-hmm. two minutes after Harry just lied to them about what he saw in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Kids. It's okay when Harry does it. Like, hey, yeah. you little hypocrite. You know, like, wait a minute. I, he lies for justice. You know, I was willing to listen to Voldemort's little speech about collaborating. Uh-huh. But, I mean, he lost me when he demanded, you know, the just give me the stone. You know, he does that. And, and it does that chord thing. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, I love that. Where the, the, the stone, you know, it's, and, and so you he's know. like a judo just, monk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's just too pushy. It's just like, yeah. settle down. I mean, yeah. first of all, we're talking, and you invited a guy to talk, you invited Harry to talk, and now there's a wreath of fire around us. I mean, nobody's going anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. You get more yeah. flies with honey, Voldemort. Exactly. <laughs> Don't be so impatient. You, you throw out two lines, and then you're like, give me the stone. It's like, he's not going to believe you. <laughs> What's a little weird about the timing of this is is Harry doesn't call him a liar until he sees his parents disappear in the mirror. Uh-huh. And so it's, mm-hmm. I, I, it almost reads as though he was buying it, but then he sees his parents disappear and he's like, hey, you were, <laughs> wait a minute. You said I was going to be with my parents and stuff. And this is well, uh, liar. Instead of like, you, oh, right. you can't bring all. them back. I, yeah. I thought they're yeah. coming back like right now. Like. <laughs> We we did, we talked a little bit about it, but I, I think that that them fading in the mirror, um, because the mirror is supposed to show Harry's desire. I think uh, I think not only is it representative of like Voldemort's lying to him, but in his understanding of that, but like his desire to stop Voldemort is greater than his desire to see his parents again. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, mm. And so instead of instead of reflecting them back at him, uh, it kind of fades, and he just sees himself there, like with the stone. Oh, he looks so mad though when he tells when he when he, when he yells at a Voldemort <laughs> liar. You know, you you guys mentioned uh, this earlier, but what what's the deal with the cable knit sweaters? <laughs> like, because <laughs> earlier he's wearing a green one, and I'm like, them Slytherin colors, Terry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, he's wearing. You know, isn't that kind of you know like a crip wearing? You know. <laughs> well, I say, is it like a gang? Like, if you show up like wearing the wrong color in in their their neck of the woods it's like they all just like kind of surround you like uh <laughs> do you bang like <laughs> where you where you from exactly well and why why the cable knit why the cable knit sweater i don't know well, it looks comfy it does look comfy. and the corduroys but that's got to be and, and... blazing hot with that fire all yeah. around it Oh my god! I mean, for it's, sure. probably, it's probably warm now. But yeah, but very, he has a, I, I, I feel it's probably cold. Like the weather. Well, is do you think so? No, there. this is the end of the semester. They've already finished their exams. It's probably like moving into summer at this point. Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised that he's wearing a sweat. They definitely didn't dress for this. Like, we're gonna go through the trapdoor under Fluffy, and who knows what's gonna be there? I'm gonna <laughs> right, wear corduroy yeah. pants and a sweater. I know he looks I like he's gonna take a family photo, <laughs> yeah. not actually go do anything. <laughs> no. That actually. Like he should be wearing like tennis shoes and jeans, maybe mm-hmm. like a yeah. I don't know. Although I can imagine like knock around clothes. I can imagine that big stony castle being cold generally. Though. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. 
Especially if exactly. they're down like in That's, the wine cellar mm. kind of area. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, so is, I mean, is Harry the type of guy who just, or the type of kid who just, he opens up the L.L. Bean catalog and he's like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to get the, you know, I'm going to get the sort of Hunter Green cable knit. I'm going to get the cranberry. I'm going to get the brick yeah. red. Uh-huh. And I'm not like a scarlet guy. So I'm not doing that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ron's watching him going. I'm not getting anything. <laughs> I'll get whatever my mom sends me from my brother. Yeah. Yeah. What? What did Harry like, bring? What? She'll sew him one. Yeah. Yeah. And what did Harry get or from wait, the Dursley knit. family? Like, which which clothes did, did he get from them? Um. You know, earlier in the movie, we see him wearing a lot of like really baggy. Like he gets just the hand me downs from from his cousin Dudley. Okay. Seems like a lot of t-shirts and flannels. Yeah. Dudley's kind of a chubbers. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so they're all hangs off of him like a tent. I don't know where he got any of the clothes that we see him in at, at Hogwarts. Like when he's not he wearing shopping. when he's not wearing the robes, like the the, the class uniform basically. Mm-hmm. And he's got on like outfits like this. Like I don't I don't think that Hagrid took him shopping for for corduroys. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Dude, would they even sell got, like a normal? He got clothes for Christmas. I don't think so. Yeah, like in Diagon Alley, you could go buy those shoes? anywhere in Diagon. No, I don't think. So. I don't he, know. He got clothes for Christmas. He got clothes for Christmas yeah. from 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 the Weasleys. I bet you Hermione because she has Muggle parents. Aww. She's like, oh, you have a friend at school, like here, like he he lives. With, Muggles too, and these <laughs> yeah. clothes. Like, um, well, and the irony about his wardrobe is get... the only thing we see him get is an invisible cloak. Yeah, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only you know. Oh well, he gets his Christmas sweater. He gets. His oh, that's true. That's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but we don't see him wear it. Yeah. Nope, you don't see, see him yeah. wear it. No one ever like, wears their one. Christmas sweater. <laughs> no. Ron wears the Christmas. Ron's wearing. Oh, actually, because Ron doesn't have anything. That's true. Just say that someone sent him a lot of invisible clothes. He's like, no, look, I'm wearing it right now. They're all invisible. Look at the emperor's new clothes. He's just in underwear. He's like, look at my wonderful clothes. Is, is does Ron like? Is he only good at chess and he sucks at everything else? That's what it feels like. He's good <laughs> yeah. at eating and eating. Yes, <laughs> right. he's got a hearty appetite. But I mean, that's it. Uh, yeah, I think, I think yeah, that Quidditch. Much. I think, I think that that um, chess match is Ron's like hero moment in the first movie, and that's it. There you go. But I mean, wouldn't the, you? I mean, yeah, if you're guarding the moment. If you're guarding mm-hmm. the Sorcerer's Stone and the whole thing, or, you know, Voldemort, the, the whole end of whatever it is, you know, the balance of good and evil, I mean, aren't you going to have, like, you know, Gary Kasparov <laughs> running yeah. a chess game? Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, you're, you're not going to just, I mean, I would think that the whoever's running the chess game would be like, is it a, I would think it would be a grandmaster of, you know, the hundredth degree or whatever it is. Or is it only, who's running the chess game? Is what I want to know. Well, and did, did Quirrell have blue? to? And did Quirrell have to, <laughs> did Quirrell have to beat it too? Like, did he have to go through all the same steps? Oh yeah. I like to. I like. I think it's delightful to think about Quirrell and Voldemort having to go through all these tasks. But I'm sure they cheated in some way, or they, they, in the book, Quirrell even provides one of the tasks between Fluffy and the Stone. Um... So it seems like he's like he's in on the planning of it to some degree. I'm not sure. And then none of the if if Dumbledore's goal was for Harry to make it here in front of the 
in front of the mirror to retrieve the stone or to stop Voldemort or whatever it is, then all of these tasks definitely are easy enough that a couple of first-year students can find their way through it. That's what I was wondering. So is I don't it know. just sort of uh, commensurate with your level of 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 chess playing? Oh, it took into oh, account. Yeah, like, cool. oh, yeah, that's what playing. I was wondering. Is it yeah. we're enchanted to play chess, yeah. and it's against this eleven-year-old kid, so we're not going to go that hard. We're not going to go that hard. That's what I was wondering. And so, like, if you didn't know how to play chess at all, can you still beat it? Like, is it can any is yeah. that is it just like set up so you win it, automatically? It turns the checkers. <laughs> it it's like when you're playing a video game and it's got like the thing where you can automatically catch up in a racing game. Like they can never get too far ahead. Uh, oh, there's a handicap. handicap. And I mean, look, mm-hmm. for, for a chess for chess that's not, quote, going that hard. I mean, it, there is like a saber that slices through the pieces. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of playing for keeps, it's I guess, even if it's on, you <laughs> very know, beginner. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Later, Dumbledore is going to say that that was the, it was the, the best played game of chess he's seen these many years. And who knows how long Dumbledore's been working at Hogwarts for, like, right. decades, it yeah. seems. Yeah. Or, or if he's know. telling the truth. <laughs> I think he's just, right. he's he's just, just trying to pad boosting those, your confidence. He's trying to pad those points yeah. to screw yeah. over Slytherin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he just wants a reason <laughs> for, for the, Gryffindor you know, to beat the Slytherins. Somebody made the best cheesecake, too. Ten points. Yeah. <laughs> somebody from uh, Gryffindor. <laughs> he's just making it up. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He's he's, he's worse than he Voldemort. does what he wants. He's Dumbledore. No one's gonna fight with him. <laughs> I uh, I really like the effect of I think that that the Voldemort face, the the special effect looks its best at the moment when he when he tells Quirrell kill him. You see like the back of his head. And you see the full um, mm-hmm. kind of rendering of him like at its most prominent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, spooky. I'm surprised at how little I'm annoyed by the the computery face. Like usually, I'm like, ah, come on, just make a cool rubbery face. It'll be neat, you know. And you can tell in some shots that he sort of has that on the back of his head, like it's a physical mm-hmm. face on the back of his head. But uh, I do, I kind of like it too. I kind of like the, the the Voldemort face. It kind of works for me. Yeah, I think for the yeah. most part, when we see it, we see it in the reflection of the mirror, which is to the benefit of us. It's like, okay, like you know, this isn't going to look perfect, so we're not going to show it in full clarity. Yeah. But when we do get this moment, um, when he finally is like done negotiating and 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 Quirrell's about to lunge at Harry, you get that like we're now looking at the back of his head directly, and we see Harry in the distance behind him, and it's uh, it's really clear. Like mm-hmm. the effect is really good. Mm-hmm. They they put all their that's the money shot. Yeah, they put it all into this one, <laughs> this one shot. It, you know, is it me yeah, or does you... does Voldemort look a little bit like? If you took Christopher Walken out of the refrigerator and <laughs> for like a week or two, he kind of soured like milk or went kind of all wrong. Oh, uh, now I just want like, like I, I just want now. Christopher Walken to say Voldemort lines now. Like a little bit. I, a little I can't. Bit. Yeah. Or like the kid gets cereal in the morning oh. and you get home from work and you're like, ah, oh, did you leave Christopher Walken out again? <laughs> <laughs> I told you he's gonna spoil. <laughs> hey, can I ask the uh, the obvious question that we all want to ask? Sure. How come? Okay, oh. Quirrell attacks Harry, and he's got his hand around oh. his neck, and then the Harry Superman grabs. Fly? Wait, what? With the Superman fly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does the Superman fly, fly which is very effective and very good. But he grabs Harry by the neck, and he's holding his neck for like you know, I don't know twenty seconds or something, and then Harry grabs his hand. 
And that's when there's, like, this reaction to being touched by Harry. Mm -hmm. But why wasn't his hand already, like, dissolving and stuff when he grabbed Harry by the neck? Oh, I know. To me, it definitely should (laughs) be. This was the question I was going to ask you, Victoria. To me, it definitely should be reacting. But the way that they do it makes me think, like, oh, I can touch you (laughs) and I'm fine. But if you touch me, then I'm I'm screwed. I think it's only, Uh, love is only found in your hands. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well. Nowhere else. Interesting. Just in your hands. Yeah. In the book, um... Right, he can't like just like headbutt him and have a uh, have that hurt burn him with his Quirrell forehead. Goes to grab Harry, and then like jerks his hand back because the effect is immediate. It comes just from like contact with his skin mm-hmm. in general. It doesn't have to be like Harry's directing that. Like he's deliberately grabbing onto him, or he's right. directing energy into that. No, it's thing. just the contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't so, know. So, like, he should be burning right now. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this is just a choice of Chris Columbus. Yeah. yeah. They messed up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it I, is, um... I, I, it, really it, scary, it, the effect, though. It kind of gives it a little bit of a magic component if mm-hmm. it is actually just in his hands. like, Or if it if only works one way where he has to touch him. It, it, I think it could also be part of the, like, there's... Harry now is directing, like, he's got, like, intention. He's he's trying to remove Quirrell from him, so he grabs onto Quirrell's hand, and I think there's, like, something to do with the... We've... It's like he's protecting himself, and sure. the fact that it's a protection thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know? if, yeah, yeah, there's an effort that's there. If he were to... If he didn't lose the stone in this, you know, in this, in this battle here, and he still had the stone in his hand, would that make him invincible? Or unkillable. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Because, I mean, he drops the stone, and he's reaching for the stone. He's reaching, he's reaching, he's reaching. He's like, oh, and then and he's and he's losing. And then he mm-hmm. grabs he grabs uh, Quirrell's hand and removes it. And that's when the battle turns. So, But if he, if he had just had the stone in his plain front pants, like, yeah. <laughs> would he just be invincible? Yeah, because if you can't die... I think- you- I think the immortality element of the stone, like, um, we don't get a lot of it. We don't hear anything about how it works necessarily in the, um, in the movie, but you, the, the stone in like alchemy, like we, we looked at, um, Nicholas Flamel in the past when we mentioned him because he was like a, a, an alchemist of, um, from France in the like 13 or 1400s or something to that effect. There's a lot of story about, the philosopher's stone there, but you can use it to to brew the elixir of life. So it's there's like another step there. It doesn't the possession of it isn't what makes you immortal, but you can use it to produce something that gives you immortality. Um, in later minutes, I think they mentioned that they're that they they destroy the stone, um, but the flamel the the flamels have enough of the elixir brewed that they have time to get their affairs in order before they pass. That sounds like one of those nuclear weapon packs, <laughs> or, or like sarin gas treaties or whatever. You know, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we destroyed it. Boy, we got enough to, but don't worry about it. We destroyed it. You know, it's we like, destroyed it's, it. Yeah, but... it's like you know, mm-hmm. smallpox. There's one vial left at the CDC, but don't worry, we destroyed it. We, we're going to destroy that next week too. I don't believe that they destroyed the stone. No, I don't. I don't think yeah. so either. I think it's just a. Like, like it's something that's planted to be spread so that everyone yeah. believes that it is. Yeah. 
Well, that's why Dumbledore tells it to Harry, and Harry's going to be like, oh, like, we did this thing. People are going to be asking him questions about, like, what happened. Yeah. And if he's the one to be like, oh, well, they destroyed the stone, then no one's going to bother to go looking for it again. Well, and then did they yeah. just... Like, but it was all a trap all... in the first place, right? Hmm? Like, like they the stone was safely in... Well, we presume safely in Gringotts, and they, they brought it out and brought it here to Hogwarts... Were they trying to like lure yeah. Coral and Voldemort? Like that was so this whole thing is just I think like, this whole thing is a lure. Yeah. Definitely. So they they, they used the stone it's bait. As bait. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Dumbledore is really manipulative. Like he not only uses stone as bait. Oh yeah. Like he's using Harry to fight his battle. Yeah. yeah. In, in Harry's, a, Harry's a chess piece. <laughs> uh it gets really it gets more and more clear just how much of a manipulator Dumbledore is as we get into later um, movies. I won't spoil any of that, but um, we, 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 a lot of this movie has been a lot like conjecture on our part about like what Dumbledore's hand and everything is, Mm -hmm. but he definitely shows up just enough to kind of nudge Harry in the direction of like, this is what we want, what, what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It definitely seems like from the get go, he knew that like Harry would be the one to face down against against Coral and because he has this magical protection around him like Coral wouldn't be able to 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 to, to I mean he does come very close to ending Harry's life right here mm-hmm. like I I think if Harry hadn't reached and grabbed his hand we would just choke the life out of him and then the end like no more Harry Potter uh which I I don't know I don't know I think um I think there definitely was like in the cards that only Harry would be the one to make it this far because because he can't be hurt while his friends can. Uh-huh. Um, well, I've got a question. It's just it's just a ma- it's just a big chess game between Voldemort and Dumbledore. Wow. Does you know is there, is there an irony about um the fact that Quirrell turns to stone is <laughs> reaching for the stone? <laughs> like he's reaching for the stone and he kind of turns the stone and then he's really freaked out yeah and, I, and i'm yeah. just wondering is that i mean is i don't know it's kind of an, and and yeah. then Voldemort like a, tells him he goes you fool go get the stone it's like i just lost my hand but then he does he does go after harry again and it's it's like he's more afraid of Voldemort than he is of like the disintegrating magic that right. Harry is producing. Wait. No, I I think definitely I would have shifted. Like, nah, you're <laughs> you can't do anything to me on my head, <laughs> but this boy is hurting the crap yeah. out of me yeah. and making my hand disintegrate. Was grabbing oh, my this I'm out. Death hands. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like um, I don't I I think I need to shift priorities <laughs> here. I like I like that Harry like looks at his hands like well, I he's amazed that like, happened. Yeah. and then. Power. And then he's just like, okay, I'm going to shove my hands on his face. <laughs> he, he makes that decision very deliberately at that moment. Look, even Voldemort is making a face mm-hmm. on the back it of It pains of him, him, too. Like, he's in pain. Mm-hmm. His eyes closed. What I love well, is I... the, the second that, you know, at the very, it is at the very end of this minute, but where after he puts his, his, his hands on his face and his face cracks and turns to stone. And that, I mean... Tommy, that looks exactly like you when you're super bored. Yeah, yeah. I just clam up. Just... <laughs> well, this is because I look at him. I'm like, oh, I kind of wish his mouth was open or something, or his eyes were open. Like he mm-hmm. kind of just like clam up like I do. 
And he just, he's like just kind of struggling, like, all right, I'm going to crumble now. All right, gonna gonna turn don't, gray don't touch me. Don't touch me. I'm going to crumble. I'm going to crumble. I'll be fine in uh, I think a week. It, it makes me think of um, it makes me think of the mummy. And I don't know mm-hmm. why. I think if his mouth had been open, it would have made oh, me punch that a little bit more. Because it's, like sand- it's like a, it crumbles away. It does. That dirt and sandy mm-hmm. type of thing. So it kind of gives that air. It's kind of got that brittle, like, desert. I was going to yeah. say for that for that second that you saw the back of his head where Voldemort has his eyes closed and he's uh, in pain. He very much looks like that alien from Men in Black. That's a little tiny alien inside <laughs> the guy. Oh! oh, oh yeah. <laughs> inside the dude's like, head. Is. He kind of looked like that with the eyes all closed. I was like, ew, look at him. He looks like an alien back there well you you guys we were talking earl- about earlier you know in previous minutes how much of coral is still in there well yeah. he's clearly yeah. still in there now because he's freaked out that <laughs> his hand just crumbled <laughs> and you know the maybe it's a back and forth he still goes for harry uh even after he loses you know his right hand but mm-hmm. uh that, that might just be the parasite voldemort you know sort of directing him now kind of pushing driving him forward yeah. well i got a question then who i, I had two questions about that Who's flying? Like, who learned how to do that? Is that Voldemort or is that Quirrell flying? I think that's Voldemort. Yeah. So is that a, is that a, is that a typical magic skill? Like, do people can people normally fly without a broom, or is that a Voldemort special? When it happens <laughs> in the books for the first time, it's in like one of the later books, and when we think we see Voldemort flying, it's a big like, oh my god, he can fly! Like, okay. how does yeah, this yeah. work? Um, it definitely does seem to be like a dark side thing because then like other Death Eaters sort of, um, the the we don't actually see like the whole body lifting up and flying in the same way that we see in this movie or like when we saw earlier with the um, after the unicorn when uh, uh-huh. the centaur shows up and he flies away into the night um in the rest of the movies they do this kind of smoky like it looks like their bodies turn into this black like wisp of smoke and then the the smoke sort of drifts off into the sky oh, okay. so it's more of a um, okay. like a conjuration thing it's really strange i don't even know how to explain it we'll have to talk about it when we get there because that's not how it happens in the books either but okay um well my other question flight, then... apparently flight is a dark side power <laughs> Okay. Well, my other question then, and I, I don't know if this is a dark side or a light side power, but we were talking about where Harry bought his clothes. Who bought these? Like, this is a pretty snazzy suit. That Quirrell oh, slash I like the suit. I want him to adjust his tie before he crumbles. <laughs> I want him to do like a, a, a Gus a Fring, Fring all yes. of a sudden. <laughs> yes. Uh, like Absolutely. Harry went to Tesco, but this this is tailored. Like, this is a nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, he looks sharp. It's great. Yeah, Coral has like some nice clothes. I feel like the teachers all look very nice. So you like, think that's Coral? Like what? You think that's that... Coral's? Uh, I actually this outfit think... looks. If you think about the older outfits, he's wearing those purple. He wears a lot of purple, and he's wearing like robes. Like robes. And now he's not wearing like robes. He's wearing like a suit. So I feel mm-hmm. like maybe that's mm-hmm. Voldemort. Like, nah, this is what you're gonna wear now. Like, mm-hmm. this is my yeah. style. This is my style. This is together. my style. Uh, like this better. <laughs> we do. There is a really great moment. I think it he happens, told him to go to a specific store. I think it happens in yeah. like a dream Harry has or something. But there's a really great moment in a later movie where you see like Voldemort dressed in like this really snazzy suit on the on the on the platform nine and three quarters. Mm-hmm, Do you mm-hmm. remember that? He like, and, he, and I think at that moment he does like adjust the tie or whatever. But right. He's got this like black suit <laughs> and he's got the Voldemort face like in sh- uh, very stark contrast between the like black and the, the pale white Yeah, skin, yeah. But... It's so pale. Mm-hmm. It's this like, definitely looks like, like something a, a Voldemort dark wearing. eye for the straight guy kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, like he's definitely not wearing clothes that you saw Quirrell wearing at the beginning yeah. of the movie yeah. when Harry first met him. Yeah. So I definitely think these are like, does, does Does Quirrell not recognize 
the magic because he's never been loved. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, those of us who have been loved, we were used magic? to crumbling into dust all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes love will burn you. Yeah. I thought. And yeah. make I mean, you crumble. You know, maybe he just. I mean, he doesn't. He didn't. Does Does he have a wife or kids or? You know, maybe he's just he was, he's married to his job. Family. He got into trouble early on at Hogwarts, <laughs> and he never had time for love. And well, I, Jerry, have Have you ever been truly loved? Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like I'll, the I'll way you if somebody, <laughs> if somebody, I mean, if if love touches me, I'm not gonna crumble to stone. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's because of. I think, I think, I think again, it's, it's, it's got to be a Voldemort thing. Like, Voldemort was banished the night he killed the Potters. Um. I, I think in a roundabout way they mentioned that it's like it's the the love of the the magic of Lily Potter's sacrifice. She gave her life to protect her baby, and so that her the magic of her love protects him from Voldemort in some roundabout way. And then um, I guess this is a little bit of spoilers. We don't get any of it in the movies, but in the books we get a little bit of of Voldemort's backstory, like where he comes from, um, and his mother. His his father is a Muggle, so that's why he doesn't go by his his given name Tom Riddle because he doesn't he's a, he's a junior, and he doesn't want to be remembered as Tom like this Muggle name, um, hey. so he he gives himself a new name, <laughs> but his mother his mother um, gave his father a love potion, and so he was basically bewitched for the entirety of their relationship like very terrible kind of rapey situation going on with with Voldemort's parents and as soon as the love potion wears off old Tom Riddle senior like leaves her and um there's a lot of speculation i don't know if it's confirmed anywhere but the the, the reason that Voldemort can't comprehend love is because he was born through a love potion like it's not a natural love it's like a, this fake produced thing this magical no, so it's not mm, sort it's of not roundabout really, way. It's, it's not really his fault. See, we kind of we we come across this in Temple of Doom. Yeah. Whereas they drink the you know if you drink the blood in the Temple of Doom, then you become a zombie and you do a bunch of bad stuff. And it sounds like in this one, so Voldemort is is who he is because of an you know he has sort of an unnatural beginning. He's he's just mm-hmm. off from the giddy up. Well, so is that does that mean yeah. he's right when he says there's no evil? There's just people seeking power. Mm-hmm. Well, it's there's different shades of that. Like we do get to see a little bit of young Voldemort in later movies, and he's definitely like a scary kid, like from the go. But and I think again, like there's this fear that Harry could go down that path. Like Voldemort um, grew up in an orphanage because his his parents split up whenever the potion wore off and he was sort of abandoned and she went off to she could take an azkaban or there was some some devastating thing the both both of them are dead by the time uh tom riddle gets to hogwarts but um he's raised in an orphanage and he recognizes that he has power and he is using that power against the other kids that are there um he definitely has this uh kind of drive to be I guess yeah, powerful, the most important, the this recognized thing. He wants to rise above the the kind of place that he grew up in. 
I don't know. We talked about it a little bit with like Harry getting dropped off at the Dursleys' house. Like I think that the reason that Dumbledore leaves him with the Dursleys is because he knows that it's better than sending him to some orphanage or something. Why oh. don't the Dursleys just get rid of Harry? Yeah, I wonder that too. <laughs> I mean, because it, it gets um, kind of if you're gonna keep somebody under the stairs. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, you're a couple clicks away from like Buffalo Bill skinning. <laughs> right. Oh you my God. I mean? Yeah, uh, I'm just saying. I, I mean, because think... you know he has to cook. I mean, they, do they keep him there just to make breakfast? Yeah, cheap. Uh, I think funny. there's a couple might... of reasons why they don't get rid of him. Like one being whatever was in that letter that Dumbledore, the Dumbledore left, left. Yeah, when uh, uh, he left the baby, which yeah. is probably kind of scary because Dumbledore mm-hmm. is, can be very scary and intimidating. Well, and I'm he sure that that be. letter was something like, you know, your sister and her husband were murdered by this dark wizard. We're placing a protection around the house to keep their son alive. Like we don't know if he's <laughs> right. actually gone or not. Yeah, you, well, like, and they you do, need to take care of you it. Need to it, it wasn't it wasn't the Dursleys' first uh, encounter with uh, you know wizards and magic and all that. Exactly, kind of it left a bad taste Petunia. in their mouths. So. Not for Petunia yeah. anyway. I guess they're, they're stuck with it. But that's kind of one of those you either do or you don't. You either write Dumbledore, dear Dumbledore, I'm not the person for this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And you get you, you say, I really think it's best. I'm not the for, right one for, for this job. and for the story. You know yeah. if. if Maybe he goes somewhere else. We're just not a family that's equipped that that way. Yeah, yeah. I think there's probably definitely better people Harry could have gone to. Yeah, than the Dursleys. Or, or you keep him and you go. Listen, D- you know, Dumbledore has his. I mean, he's Dumbledore. He's got us by the. You know, you know yeah. he's mm-hmm. got us by the Sorcerer's Stone here. So we're just gonna have to accept the kid, and that's it. He gets his own bedroom. Yeah. It's fine. But it seems like if if they yeah. if they accept Dumbledore's authority enough to do that, that they they would at least be afraid of him enough not to treat Harry like that. That's what I that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like a, it's a super Cinderella thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But with Dumbledore. Yeah, exactly. Cinderella <laughs> didn't have like a the most powerful wizard in the world watching over. Right. Right. <laughs> Dumbledore's the fairy god. Yeah, I mean the whole exactly. problem. You can't just be passive aggressive against wizards. <laughs> no, well, you you can. Yeah. But. Yeah, but I mean, you're gonna get a Hagrid show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They tried to run away. They kept getting further and further until they're on like a hut in the middle of the ocean, and Hagrid still finds them. Right. Which, which I have a question about this, and and I've only seen this movie, uh, the first one, but, and this is a question for everybody, the Indiana Jones minute people, you know, is is Hagrid. At the beginning of the movie, is is Hagrid a little bit like a Sala guy, a Sala type? Because at the beginning of the movie, he seems uh, very competent, and he shows up, and he kind of saves the day, and he's not going to get pushed around. He tells Harry who he is and what's up, and he's like, okay, look, this is how it is, people. Yeah. And I can find you, and I kick down the door, and, you know, I, I basically, I arrive like a storm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then for the rest of the movie, he slowly becomes more and more attenuated, and he's kind of a little bit more bumbling. And he's like, "Oh, I shouldn't have said that." He's kind of, yeah, you know. And I and I did. Did they sort of treat him more like a? He's he's a little bit more oafish. Yeah, as the movie pr- progresses, and I'm like, kind of like a, a solemn Marcus. Yeah, Marcus. Treatment yeah. in uh, in the Last Crusade. Yeah. These people are so capable in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then a little later on, it's like, whoa, what happened here? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. sort of like the big, meaning, you know, well-meaning goof with a heart of gold, who's also, you know, a giant and huge and strong and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. awesome that he's on your side, 
But, uh, you know, yeah, he might mess stuff up. He's not When he wants to be big totally and imposing, he can be. Yeah. But it's not out of any sort of deliberate... He's definitely the kind of person that would, like, definitely step up and do or say something to... For someone else, but mm-hmm. not necessarily for himself. For himself, yeah. Like, like yeah. The, when he gets angry when talking to the Dursleys and the it's in, because in they're the bad mouthing the Potters, yeah. And then they bad mouth yeah. Dumbledore, mm-hmm. and he gets well, mad at both mm-hmm. of them. And we see him. We see him arrive uh, in. The well, I got a question. Then he knocks the hinges in, and then he apologizes. He's like, "Oh, sorry about that. Like, I didn't mean that." And he is courteous. He's yeah. Like, oh, he yeah. Yeah, but he he shows up saving the day. You know, mm-hmm. as as a you know a hero. At least from dog. Harry's perspective, especially. Yeah, was yeah. it uh, Balto or something? <laughs> towards the end, he's kind of like a golden retriever that corner. Mm-hmm. I think part of it has to do with um, like Dumbledore has sent him on this mission to go collect Harry, and he's kind of tentatively given him permission to use magic, even though his wand was broken when he was expelled. And Right. If you think about it, him going to the Dursleys, they don't know anything about him. They just see a very big, imposing guy. Yeah. They see him do a little bit of magic. That scares them because they're muggles and everything else. So he's <laughs> able to like kind of do that role. But once he goes back to the magic world and he realizes, like, yeah, my lot in life is that I do not have a wand. I was expelled. Yeah. The, these people see me as like someone who's not to be respected. Mm-hmm. I think or, it's the other professors know. taking him for granted and things, and yeah. so he kind of encompasses that role. So that's why I think whenever he's in the Wizarding World and we see him later on the movie is because he is mainly in the Wizarding World, that he's just very... Um, he's the groundskeeper. He's the groundskeeper. That's what he is, and he only looked big and bad in, at the, in front of the Dursleys because he could. Because they're muggles. And they're muggles, yeah. and of course it's, you know, it's a different thing. Yeah, his, his, his standing in... The wizarding world is different than it is when he's like on the exactly when we see him walking through London, everyone's like terrified. We get that moment, but then he goes to the wizarding world and it's the complete opposite, exactly. Yeah, see, I don't know. He's just another guy at the castle now. I don't know. Well, is is uh, because you guys were talking about Hagrid, and the question I had about Voldemort, I guess, since we're just about ending this minute, is. Did people not say his name because it would summon him? Like, is that a is that a thing, or was it just a superstition? Like, is I, did people did Harry bring Voldemort to life because he summoned him? Is that why he's here now? Oh, that's in that's interesting. I never took it that that far. Um, we don't see it in the movies, but in the later books, when Voldemort has re-risen to power, um. There is a charm on Voldemort's name. If peop, uh, the if if uh, someone says Voldemort's name, um, he's able to track that somehow. He's got followers, Death Eaters that show up um, because they believe the only people that are going to use Voldemort's name are people that believe that they can stand against him or that he's not worth their. Um, their time whatever so 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 in the book we do have cases where um people are taken down or are found because they're using Voldemort's name and i like to take that as uh, to that next step that the first time Voldemort was in power before the death of the potters that was probably something that was in effect as well like saying Voldemort's name attracts attention so don't say his name and then they just call him you know who and whatever and i think that's something that just sort of stuck after his death like it's like a- like a weird name GPS. <laughs> sort of. There's a weird <laughs> magic about it that yeah. that uh, that they're able to use to kind of follow him or, or follow others around. God, and, and so I think work? that that does I mean, sort of stick. 
just the work behind that would be annoying. Yeah. Like <laughs> 2 o'clock in the, the morning, computer. or maybe it is Taco Tuesday and you're Voldemort, and that's what you want to do. Isn't that basically like, isn't that how hashtags work? Isn't it just like, you know, every time somebody's <laughs> talking about Voldemort, they'll know about it. Oh my God. Somebody, somebody says said your my name, name, and you got to go hunt him down. <laughs> no, he'll just send other Death Eaters. He'll be like, oh, someone said my name. Would Go deal with that guy, okay? Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. I There's definitely a very have the, the courage to say my name. But but then but then I, I do like I do like where you're going with that with... Um, Harry has said Voldemort's name several times in this movie. He's not afraid yeah. to. Yeah. And, uh, and it just happens that this is the year that Voldemort comes back. I don't know. I don't know if there is a correlation between those. Yeah, he's risk of filling. Maybe he's risk of yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. calculation wise to Voldemort he we would know like, oh, that baby would be around this age. He would be a first year, like this would be a perfect time to go Well, we they do sort of have a connection. Harry's scar has hurt whenever he's uh come in proximity to Voldemort and so maybe Voldemort has on his end like he recognizes oh like Harry Potter is learning magic he's getting more powerful and there's like a sense like he can sense that too it's like it's like the force both of them are responding to each <laughs> he's, other he's sensing <laughs> his power or like you know all you know I sense a presence the forest, I felt it's, it's, it's the force or it's like the, a chi it's like you can sense yeah. there's something going on yeah I don't know I'm not sure I just I have the I have the screen paused at the last couple of seconds with uh, with just like all dried out coral <laughs> bored girl mm-hmm. he does look really bored he's like this is, this I'm is done. the most boring way yeah. to die <laughs> you got me and Harry looks horrified like what like, have I done like, Whoa. but you know what he never he never feels bad after this like he just killed a guy <laughs> but he feels so bad over other things. But like this, this was okay. Uh, I mean, and I feel the like it's, it's because yeah, it was attached Vol- to Voldemort. Attached to Voldemort, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like he's still a he's still a victim. Yeah, yeah. Someone possessed by Voldemort. Isn't that that that's like Voldemort's first new victim? Right? It's, it's Quirrell. Yeah. <laughs> he looks uh, a lot like that, that that stone guy from the Fantastic Quirrell, Four. But... Mm-hmm. The stone guy from the Fantastic Four, Pete. <laughs> you know, that thing. Guy. Oh, my God. You, yeah. No, they're worse. He's like, you know, uh, that, that thing, you know? Like, yeah, who's that thing realizing. guy? Yeah. That thing guy? Pete, Pete's not a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am! <laughs> ben Grimm. He, if Quirrell is thing, it's like a uh, thing lost a lot of weight. Oh. <laughs> Stone down. Yeah. That's what drinking unicorn blood does to you. Yeah. It's not clobbering time anymore. <laughs> no. <sighs> All right. I think that was everything I had for this minute, you guys. How yeah, do you feel? Too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my last note just says, that sizzle, though. The sound when, when Harry's hands touch. Quirrell's right, yeah. It, like, it starts burns, popping and sits like a sound. bacon. <laughs> Cooking bacon. He looks a lot like Tote when he grabs like his hand and it's backward. Like it looks like Tote with the mm. oh, yeah. the staff of Rob burned into it. There's a lot of Indiana yes, Jones with this. Yes, week. yes. Yeah, yeah. There oh, is. absolutely. Yep. I am. Um, yeah. I, I think I. I think I'll save digging into that till tomorrow. We've. <laughs> sure. I don't have quite as many notes for tomorrow, but this is exactly why I brought you guys on. So we'll talk about it. Cool. Awesome. Well, in that case. Um, would you like to let everyone know where they can find you on the internet? 
That that's you, Tom. Oh, it's me. Oh, <laughs> my you guys. I don't know. You that's should uh, figure it out. Blood. If you type uh, Indiana Jones Minute into the internet, you'll get things like uh, IndianaJonesMinute.com, our website. You'll find us at uh, Facebook at Indiana Jones Minute and the Listeners Crusade. You can find us on Twitter at uh, uh, at Indiana Jones Min. And, um, yeah, come check us out. We're having a lot of fun. We've done Raiders. Now we're working our way through Temple of Doom. And uh, it will never end. And we don't <laughs> want it to. It's fun. It will never end. Awesome. You can also find us around on the internet. We are at uh, Dueling Genre as well as HarryPotterMinute.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and all of those things. So go find us there and uh, come back tomorrow for Minute 134 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. All right, I, I mentioned this before, Tom, but we, we end every episode by, by saying mischief managed. So whenever... Right. All right. You ready, Victoria? <laughs> I'm ready. All right. All right. Mischief, mischief managed. Why oh, minute? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I love it. <laughs> Well, in all honesty, that is how you're saying mischief managed now, Gary. Like, I noticed, like, the past three times, like, it's, it's just mob-wide minute now, and it's just like, god dang it, Gary. Like, why are you letting people influence you? Because it, cause it's, cause it's fun. You, I enjoy it. I have so time weak. with it. <gasps> Whatever. So weak. Whatever. Genre.